Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. With uh, my new book, The Mormonizing of America, now out in bookstores everywhere in the world, available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon and all of those things, there's going to be a lot of conversation, not only because of my book, but because it's just a conversation in the culture, about Mitt Romney's Mormonism. And most of that will probably be somewhat negative. In other words, people will be talking about, you know, what he has to believe to be a Mormon and the fact that, you know, it's hard to look at a guy wearing, you know, what they call temple garments and all of that kind of thing is going to come to front and center. And I, I will contribute to some of that because I do a very, I think, objective analysis of Mormonism uh, in my book. However, there, there, is a, there should be a moment, and maybe now early in the game is a good time to do it, when we contemplate what's the good side of Mormonism regarding the possibility of a Romney presidency. In other words, uh, even if you're secular, even if you're a total atheist, or if you're Jewish or Christian or uh, you're a Buddhist, what is it that you probably can be thankful for or grateful for uh, that Mitt Romney must certainly believe as a Mormon that'll make him a better president? Sometimes you can have good ideas, good ethical content, even if you believe it for wacky reasons. Like, if I think that the trees will punish me if I uh, you know, violate my marriage vows, well, you're laughing at my belief, but you might be grateful that I'm faithful in my marriage, even though you think my reason's nuts. So, so that's, that's how we sometimes need to look at religions we don't agree with. Well, what good does it do us uh, at sort of democratic level? And there's no question that there's a great deal of wonderful, positive, uh, not only attitudinal, uh, political, but also ethical content in Mormonism that I think Americans will be grateful for should Mitt Romney uh, take the Oval Office. The first one, for example, is Mormons tend to believe that America is divinely uh, inspired, divinely ordained, divinely determined. Uh, in other words, America is not like other countries. Uh, this goes beyond what conservatives tend to discuss as American exceptionalism, and it becomes something more. It becomes a, sort of a divine destiny for the nation. It becomes a divine origin. And there are some secularists, I can imagine how they might hear this and go, man, we don't want somebody in the Oval Office who's you know, thinking that God ordained the country. On the other hand, there is a love for country, an honor for country, an honor for history, uh, maybe even a little bit of a tear uh, at driving through D.C. and seeing the monument, you know, a kind of a, maybe a hyper-patriotism patriotism that, uh, that Mitt Romney has, most Mormons have, that I think could be a good thing. He is an absolutely uh, full-throated spokesman for American exceptionalism. Just behind that is this idea that he believes that America is divinely inspired. Could be a good thing. Uh, the same is true of the Mormon belief that the Constitution is inspired by Heavenly Father, their, their word for God, um, that he actually dictated the words, led the men to uh, the founding fathers to write the words. In fact, one of the later LDS presidents uh, said that he had actually met in council, now this is in a uh, sort of a spiritual state, a revelatory state, uh, with the founding fathers, and he was speaking in the late 1800s. So they really believed the founding fathers were tools of God. They really believed that they were ordained of God, and they believed both the nation they crafted and the constitution that uh, you know, strengthened that nation and gave us our fundamental law. All of that was, in a sense, determined by the Lord. So 
Uh, again, you might not believe any word I have said about this topic. However, the important point is that Mitt Romney will have a, an almost supernaturally high regard for the Constitution. The good side of that is he'll believe in the rule of law and he'll believe in traditional American legal thinking. The bad side of it is God help the guy who tries to get the president, get a Romney president to sign off on a constitutional amendment. He'd have to have uh, pretty much a divine stamp on it. So there's good, there's some bad, but these are some areas where uh, there's positive. Um, another th issue that I think is very, very important, and number three on my little list, uh, is that for Mitt Romney, Morality is not just a code of conduct that you observe to keep from getting struck by lightning or something that you can easily violate and then quickly run to church and get forgiven for uh, so that ethics is not a high and exalted thing. For Mitt Romney, uh, morality is something that is part of your qualifying process in this life. Uh, the things you're told to do and not to do um, these are means by which you prove yourself, by which you are found worthy to progress into exalted states in eternity. Uh, and so there might be a difference. We now know, because he said so, that when President Clinton was messing around uh, sexually in the White House, his thinking was, I know this is wrong, but I know that friends, family, the nation, and God will forgive me. Well, that is the thinking, and I mean, I do not mean to be insulting, but that's kind of sloppy evangelical thinking in a sense, uh, sloppy um, sort of lower level Protestant thinking in the sense that I'll sin and then I'll rush in and get forgiveness. I mean, I know that Roman Catholics can have that thinking too, so I guess it's the, the lower side of Christianity as a whole. Uh, is that you can get real sloppy. You know, let's, as Paul said, let's let sin abound so that grace much, may much more, much more abound. Well, that's crazy. This is crazy thinking. It's not what Jesus taught. It's not Christianity. Um, and of course, Mormonism is the opposite. Mormonism is I'm not going to tell a lie because it could literally determine whether I qualify for the eternal state I'm shooting for. So whatever Mitt Romney believes ethically, whether it's don't drink caffeine, don't drink alcohol, be faithful to my wife, don't lie, and a dozen, dozens of other things, it is attached to him qualifying for his eternal state. That's, that's, that heightens the game. That makes it a tighter code, a, a code more observed. Now, are there Mormons who sin? Of course. Uh, but, but Mormons tend to be more ethical, keep their marriages together, uh, etc. in business dealings. And this is, this is a very, very important field. Uh, the, the fourth thing is that Mormon families tend to be stronger. And Mitt Romney, believing that his family uh, was established in pre-mortality, uh, believing that his family was actually brought together covenantally in a eternal state before he came to earth, uh, meaning Mitt Romney, um, he does not think of family just as, you know, man, the kids are bugging me and the wife's crazy and I'll just get through this. No, he believes his relationships with his wife and his children are eternal. They are essential to his ultimate role in eternity. Um, and they're also part of him qualifying and passing tests. So um, he would, he, uh, is it possible for a Mormon to have an affair? Of course it is. Uh, but is that Mormon, uh, uh, if he's a good Mormon, going to do that without con confronting just dire eternal consequences in his mind and heart? No. It, he, there's a greater hedge 
against immorality, I think, in Mormon thinking once you fully bought into it. Uh, the, the, other, the next one would be that Mormons see themselves very much as uh, people who are meant to lead in this world. They have a sense of responsibility for the direction of this world. They have a sense of responsibility for the way society goes, particularly American society. They, they frankly think they should prevail in every society, not just to dominate it, though they, that may be a, a feature of their thinking, but to redeem it, to save it, to rescue it, ultimately. And so that there's a good side of that as well. And that leadership and taking responsibility for a society is a major part of how Mitt Romney thinks. And we know this. We can see it in his speeches. He's admitted it in interviews. And finally, I think it's important for us to emphasize that Mormons are, I mean, religiously called to save against a day of trouble, to make money, to use that money for social good, to, uh, to exalt the free market. They've been called apostles of the free market by, by many an economist. Uh, and so saving, uh, using the free market, generating wealth to do good, um, and then, of course, serving in the society with that wealth. Uh, now that we are years away from Katrina, we now know that it was the Mormon Bishop Storehouse Program that responded at Katrina better than any other single agency. That's the federal government, that's the Red Cross, that's any of the local Louisiana uh, helping agencies, local Louisiana governments, no question about it. So I certainly can understand why people are nervous about a Mormon being in the presidency. There are some oddities of belief, there are some theological uh, strangeness, there's some theological strangeness. And of course, if you are a Christian or you're from a Judaic background, tremendous departure from uh, biblical Christianity, Old and New Testament. We'll talk about that in the future. But if you're looking for some reasons to believe that, that Mitt Romney's Mormonism might reinforce the kind of behavior that we all want from a president, well, him believing that the country and the Constitution uh, is uh, almost literally fell from heaven, is divinely ordained, him tethering his moral code uh, to eternity, his belief that his family is an eternal entity, his sense of calling to leadership, and then his commitment to making wealth, saving wealth, using wealth for the glory of God in serving others. Uh, very, very much the ethical foundations of a Mitt Romney kind of leadership. The Mormonizing of America, how the Mormon religion became a dominant force in politics, entertainment, and pop culture, should be available at any bookstore near you, also on barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com, and if you want to see other sources and read more about this book, log on to mansfieldgroup.com.